0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, March the 26th, 2022. It is currently 10.36 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. I thought this morning I would, I would come up here to where I do the live broadcast here in my home of the upstairs room and, and just go live for a few minutes to at least inform you of an archaeological discovery that some are claiming is one of the biggest archaeological discoveries as far as the Bible is concerned in recent history. Now, whenever I see stories like this, I always want to at least turn on the microphone to inform everyone, but I always offer a warning. So so here's what we're going to do. We have a discovery here, an archaeological discovery that pertains to the name of God, and it would have some major ramifications in how we understand maybe things in the Bible, right? There's lots of different possible ramifications from this archaeological discovery, But I always tell people whenever these things happen is first of all, slow down, wait, breathe before you start maybe stepping up behind the pulpit and saying something about it or you start posting things on on social media about it. And here's the reason why. So many times in it, the initial thinking about an archaeological discovery will be one way, And then it'll be six months, a year later, that you'll get kind of a follow-up report. Usually, you have to go search and search and search and search for it, where we find out, well, it didn't turn out to be exactly what we thought. It didn't turn out to be as significant as, as we thought. The first reaction is always these big headlines. And everybody's like, oh, they've proven this. They've discovered this. And then a year later... Well, it didn't quite turn out to be the way it is. So I'm going to give you the information, and I what I want you to do is continue to follow and see if this turns out to be as significant as at least this one story is making it out to be. It, now, in some cases, what happens is a story gets released and you find out that it's not actually a new discovery. It's actually an old discovery with a new news release. And it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. I thought this was already talked about. I have not done any additional research here. I'm just bringing this to your attention and we will have to figure out, is this an older discovery being talked about again? Is this a new discovery? Like what is going on? And then what is its possible significance? And I just want you to be aware of it, all right? So here's what happened. I woke up this morning and I see the following headline. Cursed treasure, tiny Hebrew curse tablet Including name of God uncovered by archaeologists. Let me let me go through that again. Cursed treasure. So as soon as I'm like cursed treasure, I'm like, oh, so this is gonna be like some some like story about there's this treasure, and anyone who gets it is cursed. Okay, so so you know, is this some kind of legend? Is this some kind of myth? So it, it kind of just caught my attention. Cursed treasure, right? But then I saw tiny Hebrew curse tablet. I'm like, oh, so a, a Hebrew curse tablet. I wonder, is this some ancient Hebrew practice? Oh, okay, okay, this could be interesting. And then I saw name of God, and I'm like, oh, this? Now this is getting interesting. And then it was uncovered by archaeologists. So what did they discover? What is its significance? Well, we'll read a little bit here. A curse amulet dating back millennia, has been unearthed by archaeologists in Israel according to a, this is important, new report. Now, sometimes it can be an older discovery that's receiving a new report, an older discovery where they found out more information. Again, we'll have to continue to research and see what we can find. Uh, and this story is uh, was published um, at on March the 25th 2002 um, yeah March the 25th 2000 or 2002 I'm sorry March the 25th 2022 is when this was published. It looks like it was updated the same day. I thought it was updated. Uh, I, I was I was getting confused there but March the 25th 2022. So yesterday is when this story was published. and I guess the um, it was on Thursday all right so Thursday, which would be, let me see here, give me a second here. I'm pulling up all the information. I want to make sure we've got everything absolutely accurate here. So Thursday would have been the 24th, right? So on March the 24th, uh, something happened on March the 24th. The story was released on March the 25th, 2022. Again, I apologize for saying 2002. Again, headline, Curse Treasure Tiny Hebrew Curse Tablet Including Name of God Uncovered by Archaeologists A curse amulet dating back millennia Has been unearthed by archaeologists in Israel According to a new report. On Thursday, archaeologist Dr. Scott Stripling Unveiled what he believes to be the earliest proto-alphabetic Hebrew text ever discovered in ancient Israel according to a Times of Israel report, all right? So this was on Thursday, the 24th, March the 24th, 2022. Archaeologist Dr. Scott Stripling unveiled what he believes, now please note, what he believes so, so you, you, we, we always have to be careful when we read these reports, because when when you have what they believe, what they think, what they feel, then we've got to be careful not to be dogmatic. But I've just seen too many times Christians on social media are running around claiming they've proven this. It's, it's, it's an archaeological fact. And you're like, well, later on, it wasn't as, as, as assured as you're making it out to be. And we don't want to do that. We always want to be as careful as we can. But so he found what he believes to be the earliest proto-alphabetic Hebrew text ever discovered in ancient Israel. And this is according to a report from the Times of Israel. All right, now here's a picture of the of the tablet. It's a little small stone, all right, kind of like in a uh, like a almost like a square. Um and it says here Okay, I'm just looking at pictures of it. Then underneath it, here we go. It's a te- uh, the text found on a, a a tiny two centimeter by two centimeter folded lead amulet also featured the name of God written as Y-H-W-H and our alphabet. Now, stay with me. This is very important. The text is found on a tiny two centimeter by two centimeter folded lead amulet. Also featured the name of God written as YHWH in our alphabet. Now, we're going to talk about that, that YHWH. You're probably familiar with that. You you probably even know, may know what it is, but we'll give you a little more information here in a minute. Classified as a curse object the artifact was unearthed and they 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 describe where uh the location and they give a lot of oh uh, well i guess it's significant here it's uh would be mount ebal e b a l which is one of the two mountains near the city of Nabulus in the west bank mount ebal is ref is referred to as a place of curse and deuteronomy 11:29 deuteronomy is the fifth book of the hebrew bible old testament so it's a, if it's a place of curse, they find a, quote-unquote, a curse object. It has the name of God written in our alphabet, YHWH, near Mount Ebal, which is referred to as a place of curses in Deuteronomy. You see now it's, now we're getting a lot of connection with biblical idea, the name of God. We have a lot of things going on. Stripling, his director of, 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 of basically looking for this, uh, uh, for the Associates for Biblical Research. Uh, so he's a, he's the director of uh, excavations for the Associates for Biblical Research. Please note biblical research. at uh, And in his teams dating back, and they're, they're talking all the different things they continue to, to look for. He says, I believe the amulet dates to the late Bronze II age or as early as 1400 BC, Stripling told the Jerusalem Post. This is earlier than many skeptics believe the Bible existed, he added. If further analysis confirms this age, the ancient artifact would be one of the most significant discoveries in biblical archaeology in many decades. Now, please note, the key here is the further analysis has to confirm the age so you can't make any dogmatic claim right now, right? You can't make any dogmatic assertion right now. You can say, "We, we here's something else that proves the Bible. We, we, they've got to confirm the age. And until that happens, we can't make any dogmatic assertion. Indeed, the tablet would be marked, if it turns out that it can be dated back as early as 1400 BC, the tablet would be marked as the earliest known artifact to mention God in the land of Israel that would be significant. The finding would also prove Israelite literacy goes back even further than researchers initially thought. This is significant because if Israelites were literate when they entered the Holy Land, then they could have documented events in the Bible as they happened. This is the text you find only every 1,000 years, uh, said a professor uh, for one of the universities, and he told that to the Times of Israel. Um, uh, and to see here, the, the person who said this, this is a text you only find every thousand years, was one of the researchers who helped decipher the inscription of the folded lead tablet using high-tech scans conducted by the Academy of Sciences. The scans uncovered an ancient proto-alphabetic Hebrew text comp- uh, comprising 40 letters. In the writings, which are centuries older than any known Hebrew inscription from ancient Israel, the word cursed appeared 10 times. They go on to say the inscription read something like cursed, 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 cursed by the God, Y-H-W-H, you will die cursed, cursed, you will surely die, cursed by Y-H-W-H, cursed, Cursed, cursed. Stripling's team first discovered the tablet in 2020 and thinks the find will have enormous implications that will reverberate for many years to come. Please note, it was discovered in 2020. March 2022 on Thursday is when they unveiled this discovery. So they've had it for two years, but they still haven't confirmed dating. So now hopefully they can date it, and hopefully if, if it is true that it goes back to that, to that early period, again, the, the key that they would need it to go to, it would have to date back to around 1400 BC. If that occurs, this would be, uh, this would be earlier than many skeptics believe the Bible existed. Um, it would also, um, it would be the, uh, the earliest known artifact to mention God in the land of Israel, It would also prove that Israelite literacy goes back even further than uh, researchers initially thought, and this is significant because if Israelites were literate when they entered the Holy Land, then they could have documented events in the Bible as they happened. So, everything hinges on the dating of this tablet. Everything hinges on that. When will we find out I don't know. That don't give us any time. Well, when is testing scheduled? When will testing be revealed? We we don't know anything right now. So just be careful, be careful not to make some claim that we cannot in any way back up. Because I just see that happen too many times. But it could be a very, again, they're claiming it could be one of the most significant discoveries in recent, you know, decades you can draw your own conclusion about that if you want to find more and uh, you can it looks like there's a couple of places reporting this uh, the us sun, the sun.com the, the sun.com or the uh, the us sun s u n i don't know much about that publication it you could possibly call that into question but they're pulling their information from times of israel Times of Israel, and the Jerusalem Post. So we have the sun, basically. We have the Times of Israel and Jerusalem Post. I would challenge you to grab everything you can find. And look, for whatever claims they make about this tablet, there will be those who will make counterclaims. Whenever it comes to archaeological discoveries and it's significant, Christians will make one claim, the world will make another. When the world finds archaeological discoveries that they say call into question the validity of the Bible, they have their claims, and then people on the other side will make their claims, and sometimes it can be hard trying to figure out what the truth is. I, I just, uh, okay, It's someone just said they also found it on the Houston Chronicle, all right? So I guess it's, it's probably going to show up in a number of places, but... Uh, you can you can track down, read as many reports as you can. This is always what I tell people. Read as many reports as you can. Those who are like, this is the greatest biblical discovery in the history of mankind. This proves the Bible. This is it. And find those who are like, no, it doesn't actually mean that. Read everything so that you don't end up saying something that's, in, that's not accurate or not true. This is a wait and see situation. This is a wait and see, but this is very important. All right. Let's see. Do you know this word, right? Do you know this word, right? Let's see if we're we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure. Try to turn this into kind of a brief lesson here. Do you know this word? Tetragrammaton. One more time. Tetragrammaton. One more time. Tetragrammaton. 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 Do you know that phrase, Tetragrammaton? You may want to write that down, tetragrammaton, T-E-T-R-A, tetragrammaton, G-R-A-M-M-A-T-O-N, tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton is the Hebrew name of God transliterated in four letters as Y-H-W-H or J-H-V-H and articulated as either Yahweh or, now some will say Jehovah. Most will argue you should not say Jehovah because there's no J sound. It would be Jehovah. So it was it, Yahweh or Jehovah. So, but the Tetragrammaton is the Hebrew name of God transliterated into four letters. Well, the dot the tablet found has the letters Y H W H. Y H W H. This becomes very important. now. Let me give some information here. In the Hebrew scriptures, the name of God recorded as YHWH. So where did the name Jehovah come from? Ancient Hebrew did not use vowels in its written form. The vowels were pronounced and spoke in spoken Hebrew, but were not recorded in written Hebrew. The appropriate vowel sounds of words were passed down orally. As a result, when ancient Hebrew is studied, scholars and linguists and, and linguist often do not know with absolute confidence how certain Hebrew words were pronounced. This particularly becomes an issue when studying the Hebrew name of God, written in the Hebrew scriptures as YHWH, also known as, what is it known as, class? The Tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton. The Tetragrammaton, all right? So it's also known as that. So... So, again, written, written out, Y-H-W-H, also known as the Tetragrammaton. Despite much study and debate, it is still not universally agreed upon how the Hebrew name for God, Y-H-W-H, was pronounced. Some prefer, and then you get into all these different pronunciations, Yahweh, Yehovah, all, all kinds. Some will even argue for Jehovah. There's all these different arguments. Exactly how was it pronounced? As you can see, virtually everything is up for debate. Should YHWH be pronounced with three syllables or two syllables? Should the vowels be borrowed from Elohim or Adonai? Should the W be pronounced with more of a W sound or more of a V sound? Uh, It is not the purpose of this article to settle the debate. Rather, it is the purpose of this article to discuss the use of Jehovah. The vast majority, of Jewish and Christian biblical scholars and linguists do not believe Jehovah to be the proper pronunciation of YHWH. There is no J sound. There's no true J sound in ancient Hebrew. Even the Hebrew letter it would be VAV, Vav, which is transliterated as the W in YH, YHWH is said to have originally had a pronunciation closer to a W than the V of Jehovah. So it would be Jeho- Jehovah. In other words, you, the Jehovah, the V would have a W sound. Uh, and so they talk about the, 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 the this is kind of a, where this possible pronunciation comes from. Um, and then they, they go through this whole discussion exactly how do you pronounce it? Most would say that it, it would be Yahweh or Yehoah Yehoah, Yehoah, as far more likely to be the correct pronunciation. So, in other words, there's much debate in even how to say it. But the point is, is here it is, in a tablet, possibly going back to 1400 BC, and you have, again, uh, the Tetragrammaton. You have the YHWH. You have the YHWH. People can debate how to pronounce it, but the Tetragrammaton it would be found then on a tablet dating 1400 BC would be one of the earliest documents of God in Israel and would possibly show literacy, the ability to write it would show it possibly connected to cursed found near this mountain, which is mentioned in Deuteronomy 11. You would have a lot of things coming together, a lot of concepts coming together. And uh, I, I will post in the discord channel, I will post the news article and I will post this article on, do we say Jehovah is the true name of God or would be Yehovah? We wouldn't say Jehovah, Ye- Yehovah, like because the V shouldn't have a V sound, all of these different things. Um, as one, As this article concludes, in conclusion, it is highly unlikely... That Jehovah is the correct pronunciation of YHWH. Further, it's far more important to know God through faith in Christ than to know the correct pronunciation of his name in Hebrew. And remember, part of the problem is they, the Jews would not write out the full name of God. They would, they would leave things out because they felt that it was even wrong to write out the full name of God. So, so we, we may not know exactly how to pronounce it. And, that, and people will have that debate. I mean, you'll go, you can, man. People will go crazy with these kinds of things. They'll find these little, like kind of these side issues and make them the biggest issues in the world. What we're looking for is, is this tablet, can it be dated to 1400 BC? And if it can, what are the, what does that possibly prove as far as from a biblical perspective? Does it prove, obviously it would prove writing exists. Does it prove that they were they had the ability to write, which could obviously make arguments for the being able to record the events of the Bible. You have the name of God there. You have a lot of int- possibly connected to Deuteronomy. Um, you have a lot of interesting connections. How significant will this all turn out to be? Only time will tell. I'm not going to sit here and hype it. I'm not going to use any hyperbole. I will say this. This is a very fascinating and interesting discovery that requires some further testing to see if we can date it. Once it's dated and there's no dispute on the debate, that's going to be the problem. If this side says it's dated 1400 BC and another argument says, no, that's wrong, well, then you can't be, you know, but if we can, in other words, you can't be dogmatic. But if there's agreement upon it, then the implications from that will have to be articulated by those who have studied Biblical archaeology and connect it the 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 writing of scripture those those who've studied those kinds of areas can then be like so here's what we can take from this here's what we can't conclude here's what we can conclude but we'll see what what frustrates me is these stories show up and then there's you know are we going to get a follow up anytime soon who knows so someone will see this some pastor in many cases will stand behind the pulpit and then preach this or mention this archaeological discovery as if it's a fact. This 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 has been this proves this about the Bible. And then someone will go on social media go arguing with an atheist or an agnostic. No, it's been proven. It's been proven. And then the atheist and agnostic will do a little bit of research and come back going, no, nothing has been proven. And then the Christian ends up looking foolish. Just got to be careful with that kind of thing. Yeah, it's... Be optimistic, but be cautious. Wait and see, and see how it all turns out. That I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention because I started I, I've seen it. I saw it this morning, and I just knew that before long it's going to go everywhere. But in the Discord channel, I will post the article about the the name of God, Yehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Yahweh, Jehovah, Jeho, Yeho, because the V gets a W sound, all of those different things. Um, I'll, I'll post all of that. And then I'll post at least one article, which has links to the, the Times of Israel and links to the Jerusalem Post so that you can look all of this up for yourself. And if anyone else does any additional research in the Discord channel, uh, please post that information so that everyone can have it. If you hear people talking about it, if you hear it mentioned in a sermon, or if you hear other Christian podcasts talking about it, please let me know because there's probably people who have far more knowledge in this area than I do. I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to some of these uh, archaeological time frame issues and the significance of them. This is by no means in an, era, uh, an area of strength for me. So if we hear others discuss, uh, talk about it, we'll, we'll bring it, I'll bring it to you as soon as I get it or point you to their, their sources and other sources so that you can do more research just so that you're well informed. The only, thing, the only strength I have is that when I see something, well, I'll just immediately go on the air and not wait and let you know what's going on. So this is all about informing you that there's this discussion and not drawing any definitive conclusions. That's the one thing I can do. All right, I'll stop right there. I probably will not be back on the air till later this evening, um, and then we may do a couple of things this evening. I got to do a lot of sermon prep today, um, but we will—I'm going to get that all set up, and then we'll see what we can do this evening. We'll probably introduce next week's Bible study uh, exercise. We may do something to conclude this week's Bible study exercise, and I've got three—I have three commentaries on—well, or, or, I have I have a commentary on John 13, 14, and 15, a very older commentary. I don't even remember what year it was written. Um, I did post it in, in the Discord channel, but we may do some just kind of devotional work on some of those commentaries to reinforce everyone's study this week on John 13, 14, and 15. So we always have a lot to do. Um, yeah. And we need to finish our kind of our little study we were doing on doctrine, which really has kind of changed it kind of what we were doing on our little study on doctrine I don't know if anyone was paying attention it really is it's leading to our study in Jude it's kind of really we were doing kind of this impromptu study on doctrine using this this textbook I have over here on the subject of doctrine it I think it was some decent information but it really has led to our study of Jude so Well, I've got to figure out where we're going to fit all of that in. And of course, we need to get back to the imitation of Christ. So there's always a lot on the agenda, but we will get to it. But I wanted to break in today and at least give you this information. Please discuss it. Talk about it. Do you think it's significant? Do you you see the significance? I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, How significant will it be? I think this is just, I'll end with this. Just remember, you can find all the art. This is so important. You can find all the archaeological evidence in the world to prove the Bible. You can find it all. You you could you could uh, and, and that is not going to bring people to salvation in and of itself. Salvation is a work of God. And sometimes we think if we had more archaeological evidence, if we had this, and if we could prove this, if we could prove this, I could prove to someone that the Bible is true and Jesus is real, and they would believe. No, you can have all the evidence in the world, and that was, no. someone could raise from the dead and people could be eyewitnesses of it. And that will not make them believe you. Salvation is a work of God. You may be able to win. Sometimes Christians want to win the debate. Oh, I can win. Here's this atheist who doesn't believe Jesus ever existed or doesn't believe the the Bible. Give me evidence so I can win the debate. You can win the debate. Doesn't mean they're going to be converted conversion is a work of god it's not a work of man's argumentation it's not it's not a work of man's debate sometimes uh, we get caught up in wanting to win the debate now yes we should be willing to answer questions but you can win all the debates in the world and the, a person who you beat in the debate will walk away just as unconverted as they did before the debate because that's not how people are converted they're converted through Through the work of God, and God uses the proclamation of His word. So we proclaim the word. We will answer questions about the word, and then we hopefully demonstrate love, compassion, and mercy. But sometimes we just want to win an argument, and that's that's our goal is not to win debates. Our goal is not to win arguments. Our goal is to answer questions and proclaim the word of God, and then God has to do the saving because it's a sovereign work of God. So just an important thing to remember. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thank you for tuning in for this uh, kind of special impromptu broadcast, letting you know that a Hebrew tablet has been discovered that some believe dates back to 1400 BC. And on this tablet is the, would we refer to it as the name of God. We'll see where this all goes in the near future. Thanks for listening. God bless.